Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. We have no special guests this week, but we are recording not within 15 minutes of waking up, so hopefully the energy is different. Hopefully, in, yeah. I don't in know. a good way. I, I, you know, I'm usually... I'm usually up more than 15 minutes before episodes kick off. I know that my uh, my early morning demeanor betrays that. But. Is that because you're usually 15 minutes late? <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Um, <laughs> going I'm so straight for the jugular. I'm so inconvenienced by that 15 minutes at 9 a.m. during which I can actually enjoy my damn coffee. Very offended. I know. Um, anyways, no, it's like – it's 6 p.m. on a work night. I had a full work day. I had a, I've actually already seen people and been a little social today. And yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah. It's, it's, I, been a, it's been a good Monday for me. Just very strange for me. Oh, I'm glad you had a good Monday. We, we had a good Monday. We, we smoked some ribs. I had some calls. I did plenty of work and I boxed. I did a boxing workout for the first time in a few days. I'd hurt my shoulder. It's all better now. And yeah, so I just ate a bunch of ribs, half a rack of ribs, and I'm enjoying a LaCroix. I have not had dinner yet, so naturally I'm drinking already. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> it's going to be a <laughs> fun one. <laughs> no, I'm actually not drinking anything heavy duty. Right. Um, Let's see. What's the ABV on this thing? I'm having a, a grapefruit Rattler. Okay. Which is uh, – you know, half – well, Rattler's typically like a lemonade Rattler, which is half lemonade, half beer. Mm. Where is the – Oh, yeah. I dr- I've label? had those. They're fine. Uh, what? Okay. So this one's 40% beer and 60% fruit soda. So grapefruit fruit soda. That's So that's barely alcohol. 2.25% by volume. Wow. Getting crunk up in the club tonight. Let's go. I feel like there are kombuchas, kombuchas that are higher – ABV. Yeah. Well, I I picked up a, a four pack of pint cans of this. <laughs> so I know that the, the the audience won't see you reaching over, but at some point when you reach over, you you lose your hand. Oh, okay. My hand disappears. Your hand it's gone. Disappears. That was a little unnerving. It looked like you were reaching into the pocket of that acoustic guitar. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's wait, like, if I yeah, reach this is just where, a little bit. <laughs> this is where I keep my tip money and my marijuana. I uh, know it's where you keep soft meats and cheeses to feed to the drummer when they do a good job. <laughs> I I remember that joke. I feel like that's the second I forgot the ha- first half of that punchline. That's one of the best drummer jokes out there, I think. <laughs> mine Which is, I approve mine's, of. mine's always what 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 can a large pizza do that a drummer can't? Uh, what's yeah? The difference between medium pizza and a drummer. Medium pizza can feed a family of four. Yeah, but yeah. what can a large pizza do that a drummer can't feed a family of four? Yep, there are more, but yep. There, there's a there's a long list of uh, rightfully earned drummer jokes. We're not here yep. for a joke about a drummer. No, we're not because. We're not. You know, but I play drums, so I'm allowed to make those jokes. You are. You, you do. Are. It's just bigoted. I love drummers. <laughs> it's, it's 
trying to think if I ever dated. Did I ever date a drummer? Well, one of an ex played the drums, but I've never dated a Mm. drummer that I remember. And said you married a bass player, so I did. I married my bass player. Actually, his band uh, opened for my band. (laughs) I love him, and he loves that Traeger. Let me tell you. I imagine it. I mean, if if I didn't have to hardly lift a finger and get smoked meats, I would be happier than probably where I am now. I yeah, admit, but Andrew, there, also my husband would probably describe his diet as mostly vegetarian. The man will not order meat at a restaurant. Like he will barely order cheese at a restaurant. So that he is like pulling the pork apart after like 12, 14 hours yep. smoke. And I can hear him in the kitchen saying, mm, we're looking good now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just while I know yeah. he's doing All this right. with his hands. Cool. So he's ready to be a dad because that's like on the list of like 16 <laughs> important dad phrases to know. Um, also included on the list is uh, smacking a trailer when you're done tying it down saying, yep, that's not going anywhere. Getting up from a table say, let's rock and roll. Yep. Uh, I saw one of those lists floating around recently and – I remember looking at him like, oh, this will be funny because like, you know, I'm young. I don't fit most of the dead stereotypes. I started reading about halfway through. I'm like, I'm upset now because I fit pretty much every single one of these. How dare somebody I write didn't these used things to fit into you. them. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I felt personally attacked and yes. I, whole, I don't know if whole, I'll ever recover. A whole ass book just subtweeted you. You were subtweeted by an entire book. Middle class fancy hits me too close for comfort. So on a regular basis between that and the hard times. Um, oh yeah. That one gets me pretty frequently as well. Oh. Needling, not so much, but I'm also not a, uh, I'm a Seattle transplant, not a Seattle native. So that's not as likely to, to it, nail you, me down. You never lived or worked. Well, you did work in downtown Seattle at the guitar center. I did. Yeah. But I and think- I dealt mostly with tourists from the cruise ships. They made it all the way. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, actually, yeah. A lot yeah. of tourists were like, "Cool, South we can Canadian. buy guitars for cheap here." Oh, uh, they should have gone to Portland instead, because then they don't have the sales tax. Yeah, but they're <sighs> you know visiting good. from South America or China or wherever, and they're like, yeah. "Cool, well, we're gonna take a stop in here, and even with the sales tax, way cheaper." Like, it was way pretty cheaper. freaking for a guy to be like, "Do you have any idea what a good deal this is?" And you like pull up a phone like from wherever like they're from, like screenshots of what or like pictures of the the prices in their local music stores. And they're like, "Yeah, like it, that like the cost difference more or less paid for this cruise." Wow. Like, yeah, oh, okay. I've heard that. I've heard that about uh, consumer goods in the United States generally as well. Like, I had a friend from he was a foreign exchange student from Iceland during college, and he would talked about how cheap like eight like eight, like really nice cameras dslr cameras are here compared to yep. back in iceland but at the same time and there's that sales tax yeah there's oh. a sales tax which i suppose makes up for the fact that you don't live on the island in the middle of the freaking ocean well. several hours of flight time away from the nearest civilization but oh but you know. god how pretty it must be it is pretty. It's, it's, I, I, I'm trying to player. rationalize internally why I'm not leaving this country for several reasons right now. But you know, we have islands, also, right? Uh, we we have certainly colonized islands. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which we did not own previously. Oh God, <laughs> is this a geography podcast? It's not a geography podcast. I don't know. I. So what's new with you? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I just got a weird text message. I got to check this. 
Uh oh. Okay. Um, I just my my screen said already question mark from my mom who's probably in the other room right now, and I'm like, what? I've been home for two minutes. What do you mean already? Like what's going? And it says, have you started recording already? Oh, okay, okay. And now she's behind me, and she's ordering her pizza. Yes, mom, I would love pizza. Thank you. <laughs> no, the the kind with meats. Okay, meats are good. Thanks. You're welcome. Pagliacci's. They've got the meats. Are you ready for me to clap back in? Oh, you can leave that if you want. That was funny. Great. All right. Uh, it, <laughs> all right. It's easier It's for a me. weeknight. It's we're, a weeknight. We're not recording at a time when the other family members are asleep and – Yeah. Which we normally do. So So what's new with you? <sighs> Sorry. I'm, before I answer that, I'm going to take another sip of this high ABV beverage. How about – do you want me to – I could just talk about what's new with me. <laughs> No, I'm good. Just, I'm all prepped. You want to just suck that down <laughs> like a chili dog? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do with chili dogs? Is you suck them down? But uh. no, that's it's no. a it's a John Mellencamp lyric, dude. Sucking on a chili dog. It's from Jack and Diane. And then I don't know guy, if I've ever caught that. And then the, there's that that guy did a viral video uh, late last year, early this year, where he takes every lyric from the song Jack and Diane and just replaces it with sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> no. Okay. That's an I image. Got, well, I got married. Uh, I got married the same day and place as his daughter. And then I crashed her wedding. And my bridesmaids all got free drinks at her wedding. Sorry, Justin. Not gonna lie, that that's a pretty awesome flex, actually. Like, I I, I can't even bring myself to poo poo that just to be just for the sake of comedy. I can't. Nope. No, I think they solid. ultimately did like put money down on the table Respect. for their drinks. To be clear, but yeah. Sorry, uh, anyway, so uh, what's new with me? Um, well, we didn't talk about this last week. We had, we had a guest on the show last week, and. Uh, I don't know if I if I was quite right. I mean, it's not like we've recorded these two episodes far apart, but you know, every day I've had to process kind of what's happened recently. With headlines has been uh, very helpful for me and my family. And um, no, I mean, so I guess what's new with me is that once again I'm finding myself kind of half ironically stating, making jokes about wanting to leave the country. Yeah. And yeah, so specifically, what I'm referring to is the the shooting in Atlanta. That was really, really tough for, for us as a family. Um, yeah. I mean, you've met Melissa. My, um, Melissa's my wife. She's, um, she's Asian American and therefore a kiddos half Asian American. And you know, I mean, this is, this is family for me. And to see someone target the people that look like my family is, uh, I don't know. I, I think, <laughs> Man, I had a lot of thoughts. I've been thinking about this all day, yeah. uh, really for the last week. And I think last year, so we did the epi- so we skipped a week last year um, for Blackout Tuesday. We mm-hmm. came back and we talked a little bit about it. It was the Black Lives Matter movement was a, a t- subject for us to talk about a bit, but it, I mean, we're both white people. It, it doesn't. Yes, we care a lot and we want to be able to help. And I think both of us have done a lot to tr- um, to try and contribute in our own ways to that movement. But I think this time around it hit on a very different level for me seeing that kind of violence against a minority group. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, 
that that sucked. There's just there's no getting around that. I, that kind of really brought to the surface a lot of the increasing anxiety and fear I've seen um, just even here in the local Seattle area, which has got a, a really large Asian American population. Yeah, I mean, I've seen nasty graffiti. There's I've been seen- nasty graffiti. I mean, the there week leading acts, up to what yeah. happened in Atlanta, there was a, a couple of the the local Asian churches in the Seattle area were getting graffitied up saying, go back to China, fuck you, kind of a stuff. And um, like, that's really tough to see because that's literally in my community where my family goes out, goes shopping. Like, this is yeah. this is my home. I'm maybe a Seattle transplant, but Seattle's my home now. Yeah. And the Seattle's my family's home. Mm-hmm. And it, there's something really unsettling about having that anxiety in the back of my head going, like getting an unexpected phone call from my wife's phone number going like, hope that's her <laughs> and not someone else telling me about what happened to her, you know? Um, so I know that's really deep. That's, uh, that's really heavy to kind of just to launch into, but I think it's something that needs to be talked about and just kind of processing in the aftermath of what happened in Atlanta, realizing that the kind of the motives, as far as we can tell for what happened, there was just kind of a weird intersection of a whole lot of screwed up stuff um, that really just belies the, the way that um, AAPI peoples have been treated and just in general in ways that that's just been taken for granted for, or just treated as okay. Um whether it be from like the fetishization of what fetishization, fetishization, that's a hard word to say, what, fetishization oh, of Asian women. That is a really tough word to say, like just uh, of women and uh, of Asian women and oh. seeing that played into it and being that being a primary court cause for, for violence um, along with the just, there's so much there that makes me really concerned it really hits me on a very deep level yeah um and at a level that we're we're trying to process i mean we know that that's like probably a conversation we should we should have with 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 our child um in the near future but just like the idea of trying to sit down like hey there's something we need to talk to you about Mm -hmm. and trying to frame that i mean that's just not something that i feel prepared for personally. And it's not something that I like feeling pressured into based on world events, realizing I don't really have a choice um, for yeah. the timing on this. Um, so I don't, to what extent that means anything for the guitar industry? Uh, I, I'm sure it does. And I, I will continue to be reflecting on that. I, I haven't made it that far. So, yeah. <clears throat> I've, I I don't have words. Yeah. So with that said, I'm going to take another sip of my high ABV. Love from my family to your family. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <clears throat> and no, I'm not actually coping with alcohol because that's not healthy and nor do I recommend doing so. No, not healthy. Not Not healthy to do on a regular basis. I think like anything – Sometimes that's how one burns off the steam. As long as it's not a habit, I don't think there's a huge problem with most behaviors. Well, anyways, that's that's my what's new. I mean, it's only been 
It's not been so long since we recorded the other. Oh, will you shut up, computer? <laughs> my uh, my other PC over here is going off, and I forgot to mute that. Usually, I mute my. Usually, I've got this all locked down. Um, nice. I don't have a whole lot new that's new with gear. Um, I think last last time I mentioned that I'd filed taxes, and now I'm in the process of uh starting on the fun half of what's going on with Fox Cairo, um, as well as a less fun chunk is kind of sitting down figuring out how I can use that platform to, to do some good as well with everything I just talked about. Yeah. And not just in a way that's like, Hey guys, I'm a white guy. How can I help? I'm just going to help you anyways. Um, cause we don't recommend that. I don't, I don't recommend people just show up and just insist on helping a certain way. Ask, ask there's, questions. There's an organization called no, no more white saviors. Have you heard of this? Uh, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. I yeah. think I follow them on Instagram. I, I I discovered them through this podcast that was about, and I, I found about this podcast. Like I, I think it's probably the hat tip, like Steve Stevro from uh, Sixty Cycle Hum. But there was this because uh, he listens to a lot lot of podcasts. It was about this missionary uh, woman who became a missionary in Africa and basically opened up a hospital and. Mm. Was yep. not a doctor, but was performing Practicing. medical services. Yeah. Yep. You heard? You familiar with the story, or just? I am familiar gist? with that story. No, yeah. I'm familiar with the story, and it was all done under the the pretense of I'm a Christian. I'm doing good. Yeah. God's blessing this. Yeah. I couldn't possibly cr- make a medical mistake if God sent me here. Um. Yeah. Mm. Big cringe. And I'll just, just say that it's everybody. I know it's probably. Why did I have to bring it farther down? I know. Um, I mean, well, the point being is, you know, there's this whole like knight in shining armor complex that a lot of white folks have, and that's something I think I have seen bits and pieces of in the industry. Um, without wanting to name particular examples, just something to keep an eye out for. Um, yeah, it's kind of like this. Well-intentioned slacktivism of sorts. Sometimes it's, it's not even slacktivism. Sometimes it's just it's it's too, it's more it's it's so aggressive. Sometimes it's so aggressive that it ends up hindering or not right. quite like, accomplishing, but hurting. Like practicing medicine without any sort of licensing experience, etc. Yeah, that's not. She sh- sure as shit wasn't slacking. And doing things. She wasn't a slacker. She did skip the whole medical school part of what she should have been doing. Right. It's like, I didn't want to do medical school, medical school for a reason. However, <laughs> I also don't pretend to know anything about medicine. No, no. <laughs> Once I went um, to my doctor for the, something. The most I know said, about medicine is that bad medicine is pretty much the only decent track on New Jersey. Um, Bon Jovi. I know Emily's going to cut this dead air out, but I just want everyone to know that that, that was 45 seconds of Emily trying to hold it in. And just completely un, 
unaware of how to respond to that. <laughs> it was so stupid. I forgot what I was talking about. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Well, well, there you have it folks. Um, this has been the, I'm kidding. Um, What's new with you? Let's, let's I don't go, want to let's go that, that direction. You're not going to make me follow that. Okay, fine. <laughs> I learned how to weld. I took a welding class. And people are going learn to ask. Get, learn to get Tiggy with it. <laughs> more Miggy. Oh, more Miggy with it? More Miggy and more sticky. I didn't actually try the, the TIG machine, though they had one there. Mm. Mig felt you know, easy enough to handle. I liked stick though. It was fun. And I didn't, I didn't really know what welding was. I really thought that it was, you know, I just had no idea what to expect. And it, it, the, the science of it actually was a lot cooler than I expected. Like with stick having to drag this rod across a piece of metal and uh, until it catches and then you have to pull it back to make the electrical arc that will cause the material to combust. And it's really, really neat. And, uh, I did, a, I'd also played with a plasma cutter. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's some fun. You can get, I, uh... you can get a dual plasma cutter and stick weld system for 400 bucks. <laughs> yes. I've already done the research. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that's tempting. Um, that's not I, uh, that's not as expensive as I, like, I thought. It was gonna be way more expensive to own a plasma cutter. Yeah, that's probably not something you should just be handing out to to people left and right for a Benjamin or two. Oh, it's but easy. It's easy to do some real damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, if I had to get into a, a trade professionally, I think welding would be the way I'd go with that. And it the, pays very little compared to other trades, though. Like maybe it'd be plumbers. a sparky. I don't know. Yeah, welder. Like, think I think the median. I've also done the research. The median welding salary is forty six thousand dollars. <laughs> I am not making that number up. It was a Thursday night at eleven forty five p.m. Emily found herself desperately searching for other career choices, and it. <laughs> <laughs> As she resisted the urge to send the I quit my job letter to her boss. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just welding all day. No, it, it doesn't it doesn't pay terribly well for a trade. Okay. Well, assuming that it paid decent, I would have fun doing it. Yeah, I always a, think that. I always think I would have plenty of I think I feel like I, I feel could, like that sentiment has to resonate with the musicians that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, the ones who are welders this is their day job. I know a couple of musicians who are carpenters. Um, oh, just I was job. saying in terms of like it's fun, but it doesn't pay well. Yeah, um, uh, but I was just thinking the other day how I feel like there are a lot of careers I could have had and maintained the enough sure. joy in what I did. And yeah, like the trades. Like I'm like I can see that being a really nice life. <laughs> it, it's like hands on, but like I don't know. Maybe I'm romanticizing it too much. I mean, my freshman year of high school, I was taking an AutoCAD class, and the teacher was completely inept, didn't know what they were doing, and just had no control over the class. It was basically like, here's one assignment per month. That's just the way it went. So we did like three (laughs) assignments a semester. Wow. It was, it was, 
the kind of teacher where a kid like got upset through one of the drafting stools at the teacher, like across the room, like chucked it and yelled at the teacher. And he just like sat down and cried in his chair and the kid didn't get like suspended or anything. Like just. I'm sorry. The teacher cried. Yeah. The teacher sat down and cried in his chair after getting like a metal drafting stool chucked at him by an angsty, like junior in high school. Junior high school, like, yeah, Mr. Washburn was a total pushover. Anyway, so he would assign, like, one assignment for every four weeks. And I get that done in about two class periods. It, it was just, it was like, here, make a, here, do this on AutoCAD, whatever. I'm like, cool, I'm done. What next? And he's like, I don't know. You want to go hang out with the senior seminar over in the metal shop next door? I'm like, sure. And so I just went in there. I remember, I don't remember this guy's name. But I just walked in and he was sitting there chewing tobacco, spitting into a can that he – like a like a spittoon. I, I don't know what to call it. He, he made himself a spittoon. cup. He made a spittoon, yeah. A he made cup. himself a cup out of spare scrap metal. He made a spittoon, yeah. I and, the uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I believe you. Maybe. I'll go get it. Uh, Keep telling the story. Uh-oh. I'll go get it. Uh, oh, she took her headphones off. This is the part of the show where I get to say terrible things and she'll never know because she didn't check to go back and edit it. I'll pass. Anyways, so I uh, – well, while she's out, I this dude just kind of looks at me. He's like, what are you doing here, freshman? I'm like, uh, I don't know. You're babysitting me now. And so he – the first day, he handed me an acetylene torch. Oh, look at that. It's a spittoon. You weren't kidding. And it's got a coat hanger inside of it. There's a spittoon with a wire coat hanger inside of it. Uh, these are actually for jeans specifically to uh, hang them by the loop. Huh. Well, would you look at that? Neat. I mean, it's that's what it's made for, but I mean, you could also hang a guitar with it when you're painting it. Well, that works too. Lots of things work. Anyways, now that you're back, I, I was telling your listeners um, – all sorts of terrible things about you that you'll have to go back and edit. So I walked into the metal shop on my, um, just basically to be babysat since the teacher didn't want to give me any other assignments. And I was like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, cool. I guess if you're going to hang out in here, you better learn something then. And the dude just, he who would constantly rattle on about what a waste college was and yada, yada, whatever. But he's like, you better learn something if you want to do something with your life. And so he first thing he did was handed me an acetylene torch, told me that if it touched my finger, it was so hot that it would start a fire that would burn my entire arm off, just like burn up my hand. I think he's just trying to scare me. Yes, and having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, but he handed me a acetylene torch and had me cut some sheets of metal, some scrap metal, just to learn. And nice. I was so scared. And I remember putting on like the the mask for the first. I'm like, I can't see anything. He's like, No, you That's can't the see. Point. You can't see shit. Uh, the other day, the ones that we had, they had a battery pack and controls and it was like, it was almost like a compressor, but for the light to, uh-huh. to not like, so, uh, there was actually like, there actually was an attack and release. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> but, I know uh, how this works. Yeah. But it just looked like blue blockers, um, mm-hmm. until you, you fired up the weld, uh, and immediately sh- and I can oh, now I get why like old timey welders like if you watch like older videos of welders you see them flip it up look at it they're down yep look how'd I go yep am I still is my yep. line still straight yep 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 well anyways over the course of uh, of of that semester uh, 
I learned how to to TIG weld and how to cut with an acetylene torch and made brass knuckles with the uh, laser CNC <laughs> in the shape of the state of California, uh, which then got confiscated because what we did is we cut the brass knuckles out and then we figured if we cut a square around that spot and then delete it in the CAD file, we'd be golden. But after we cut it and cut a square around it and went to go delete it, we realized we couldn't delete history on that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one time Mr. Washburn's like, no guys, like hand them over. Um, it's because in the state of California, those are illegal. Yes, but you can buy guns. Right. But it was so neat to have like brass knuckles is like a, you know, my great, my think, grandfather always had a pair. I was 12 at the time. Like my grandfather um, had a pair of brass knuckles that he um, kept in his office. I always wanted them. I don't know what happened when he, when he died, but I assume he just gave them to one of um, my nephews and uh, not my ne- like cousins. Well, anyways, that's the the long and boring story of how I learned to uh, how I learned to weld without ever signing a uh, getting my parents to sign the, <clears throat> the permission slip. <laughs> well, at least you weren't going to get electrocuted. That's rare. So, uh, nope. can I just uh, say real quick? Do you want to sponsor yep. a podcast listener viewer? Do you? You can sponsor this one. <laughs> Do you like long, long, drawn-out stories of racism and welding? Yes. And not necessarily in that order? Uh, then, yeah, please <laughs> well, then sponsor work. this. If you're interested, <laughs> please sponsor this podcast. And if you're if you're not interested in that, definitely sponsor this podcast and give us other subjects to talk about. Do you like rambling sponsor spots that sometimes insult your product by sometimes? accident? Every time. Do you <laughs> Do you want rambling sponsor spots where I can't figure out how to pronounce your company name? <laughs> Thereby guaranteeing that every one of our listeners will have to look you up afterwards just to get it out of their brains. In that vein, do you own a pedal company and want me to butcher the name of your company and or pedal series in the demo multiple times and call you blank effects when your name is blank audio? So uh, I, have very, this, I have very reasonable rates. <laughs> to that end, this podcast is sponsored by Fox Chi Row Pedal what? Toppers. I didn't approve this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's pronounced Fox Cairo. Um, and that's not actually a sponsor. It's just my company. So <laughs> Powered by. Sneaking that one in for free. What's my company? This is my uh, company. I, I was going to say, this is your company, <laughs> which we should probably register at some point, but I didn't say that out loud. And- <laughs> but then you got to get a lawyer and you got to sign paperwork and you got. You gotta- Those are all things I've done recently. Yes. Yep. <laughs> True. This week's sponsor. It's your li- turn. <laughs> It's Lambertone's pickups. Yes. Are you trying to find figure out how to pronounce that incorrectly on purpose? Lambertones. Lambertones, not Lambertone. It's with the S. It's Lambert ones. Lambert (laughs) ones dot com. I had a friend whose last name was I had a friend whose last name was Lambert. And uh, he got a dog, and he named it Ernie. So it was Lambert and Ernie. 
<laughs> That's pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, Curtis Lambertin. <laughs> I haven't drank in 22 days. Oh my God, you are drinking. Look at I'm that. I'm not drinking. I'm so proud of you. Why? Okay. <clears throat> For taking 22 days off. What did you think I meant? But you did 40 days last year. Not because I wanted to. Uh, Curtis Lamberton makes pickups out of Yakima, Washington, uh, including his flagship PAF voiced humbuckers, the Kramas. You can also get those uh, for Jazz Master size guitar. Mm -hmm. I have them in my Fender Pawn Shop Offset Special. Uh, series guitar in pink and it sounds so ridiculously good they do sound it makes great. me upset yeah they really sound great uh curtis also has the the triple shots for stratocaster uh he has the res, res, is it the risotto risotto <laughs> that can't be right res, 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 ristretto ristretto <laughs> oh yes that's lovely Rist- mushroom risotto <laughs> Like, that ain't right. I'm like, that's food, not coffee. Uh, that's his P90. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, just fat and hungry. I haven't had dinner yet. So, yeah, no. All right. Mm. <laughs> he makes great pickups. Um, Andrew has them. I have them. I've bought them. There, do you know what else has Lambertons that I never talk about? My Bronco caster. Did I ever tell oh, you yeah. I put Lamberton, Lambertons in this? I don't know if I knew that, actually. Yeah. yeah. What These did you sh- – do you put like the blondies or – what do you put in there? Uh, The Strat pickups. Okay. So I don't like – a- it's like a double shot. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, but it's – because the Strat pickups are called the triple shot. I took this guitar to I took this guitar to Texas. This is my last Sunday crush shows in front of people. I played I played this guitar. I bought this for twenty five dollars in Tacoma. The body, and then I put everything else in it. Some of these parts are vintage, correct? Most of them are not. I was gonna say <laughs> you beat me to it. This plate, and perhaps one of these knobs, <laughs> might be correct. This plate. This plate definitely is. I actually paid stupid money for this on eBay. Which actually has a surprising impact on the tone. (laughs) Um, I forgot. My favorite part about this guitar other than the sticker is that I forgot to ground the uh, output to the bridge. And I need to tighten that. Um, So I just ran a little piece of (laughs) G-string between the two. How would you look at that? That's. I don't know whether to be upset or impressed or a little bit of both, but I'm kind of offended and I don't know why I'm feeling that. I don't know why I didn't just. I haven't fixed it since. I I mean, if it works, I suppose there's no reason to unwork it. I don't know. And our uh, Patreon supporter, Noah, sent me that neck plate. It's a Deco Boom. Aw. Yes. Um, speaking Whoa, of our that Patreon. That reminds me. Noah got a shawl the other day, and I just wanted to call out that it looked phenomenal. 
And uh, I know I know they listen to the show on a weekly basis. And I thought I, well, I could put something in. Today is Noah's birthday. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting there. I know it's not going to debut on their birthday, but I thought it would be important to make a birthday call out and also mention the incredible shawl. So happy birthday, Noah. I was going to put it in the chat, but now you just have to wait a week to hear me say it in person. The song I wrote for Noah uh, was Shazam the other day. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. You actually, you can get stats on how often you get Shazammed. And uh, I don't know how, <laughs> where, or why. I just have so many questions when my songs get Shazammed. Right. <laughs> but okay. You know, every time I hear Shazam said, I, I can't help but think of like Billy Mays, you know? Oh, the Sham, Sham Wow. No, Sham Wow guy was super creepy. Oh, Billy no, Mays was, was like, we all knew he did coke, but like, that was his life choice and we just lived with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, he didn't clearly, but, oh. you know, Shazam just sounds like Shazam. Don't edit that out, dude. <laughs> don't edit that out. <laughs> that was good. No, he seemed like a nice man. Why? Did he? I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to. Which one? The. I forget it. I don't care enough. <laughs> this week's topic was uh, suggested by David Ishizaka. You should check out his yes. band, The Timber Owls. Um, but he wanted to talk about my favorite. My f- It's the most wonderful day of the year. I love the Grammys. This is something that I don't, I don't like the Grammys, ironically. I don't like. They're so bad. They're good. The Grammys. It's not. And I don't watching. dislike the Grammys. Ironically, I'm just indifferent. I love watching the Grammys. <laughs> I didn't know what happened until thing. after it happened. Well, you know, they didn't advertise it really. <laughs> it didn't feel super duper advertised. Um, but like, honestly, did you did you watch any of it? Nope. Okay, right. Well, so far, what I here, let me, okay, so let me recap, if you don't mind me just interjecting, let me recap what I know about it. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen is upset that his father's tribute was not better. It was not a tribute. But also, how do you pay, how do you pay a tribute to Eddie Van Halen? Sure. I, I haven't watched it. I don't know the details. I don't know what was requested of Wolfgang in advance, what was denied in advance. I, I don't know what would have made it better. What I don't I, I haven't watched. It. I don't know anything about it. But in in purely qualitative sense, I know that he's upset with it. Uh, I know that people are upset over the Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B performance of WAP. WAP. I, I don't know how to pronounce the A in that as an acronym. And People are upset about that because, you know, family values are something that clearly the Grammys are what you go to for. And outside of that, I really don't know. That's fair. <laughs> I stopped. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know anything else. Oh, um, you know, the I Grammys do know. There's the show that JLo wore the dress that went down to her navel. Oh, that's how do you mean this is not a show for children? I've never ever had any indication that any Grammys performance in, in history has ever been improper for the children. There's a, a country artist from Bellingham that won an award. I remember hearing about it in NPR. Brandy Clark? Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle. Oh, well, both Brandy Carlisle and Brandy Clark are from Washington. I think Brandy Brand- Clark is from South Washington. Brandy Carlisle won. <clears throat> I remember hearing this in NPR like last week. She won, won with the award. High Women. 
She definitely won with the high women. Okay. Yeah. I just remember hearing something about like a Bellingham native or something on NPR won a Grammy for song Open Table, I think. I think that's what it was called. Anyways, that's the extent of what I I, I know about the Grammys. There you go. Brandy Carlisle is great. I don't know if I've listened to Brandy Carlisle. Oh, dude. You've you've probably heard her. She's got such a perfect voice. Like – Chances are decent. So chances are decent I've heard her. Okay, yes. And uh, also on top of that, I really should have looked into this sooner because – David Long, um, Lung. Mm. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Now I feel bad. I've never heard it pronounced, so I prefer not to. Leong, I, you know, I've hung out with him a couple of times now, and I know he said his last name, and I'm blanking so hard. I'm going to blame it on Monday because clearly I have reasons to call that now. Uh, anyways, he told me that we should try and get her on the show because she's local. Well, you know, she it. used to play at my cousin's bar every Friday night. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we should reach so, out to her. Let, let's have her on the show sometime. Let's reach out. Let's see if we can make that happen. Let's, Anyways, let's just get Brandy Carla. Let's yeah, just get we'll one just, of the most famous singers on the planet. On, we'll just get the, one of the most best famous singers on the planet on this show. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? You want to come on a podcast? And I. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so the Grammys. Let, the Grammys. That's all I know. So. Yeah. Well, Andrew, I don't have opinions show. yet. But I'm curious to to share my opinions as they're formed right here, right now on the show. Okay. Well, since like I, the VMAs became a big thing, the Grammys seem to have been trying to up the upstage of the VMAs for forever. Like it used to be a much more uh, intimate endeavor, and now it's at the freaking Staples Center. Like the past however many years, which kind of which honestly sucks. It's a stupid big space that doesn't sound that doesn't. It's not fun. And, I've been to a show at the Sable Center. Uh, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's an award show. What I love about the Golden Globes is that it doesn't pretend to also be like a concert. And this year at the Grammys, because they couldn't have a big thing, they didn't want to just fill the Staples Center with emptiness. They had a spot adjacent that had a big sound stage in the back. So they would give out awards in the front area in batches and then they would do performances in the back area in, in batches, kind of in the round. Like when we opened, Haim was in the front, in the middle, and they kind of just played in the round. It was really cool. And then there's Harry Styles over there. And then they panned to people watching each other, which I thought was a little weak. But um, the performances were almost completely faultless and from what I really paid attention to. And the format, man, it felt like it was moving. Uh, it mm-hmm. didn't feel bloated. There wasn't like all the time it takes from someone to like hear their name and get to the stage. And the soundstage vibe made it possible, I think, to do different things. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like a production and, and, and it didn't feel like watching a basketball game on TV. Like it felt mm. like watching a movie about basketball. Does that make any sense? It felt yeah, that makes sense. It felt really, it felt really cool. I, I like, I liked it a lot. I thought, I, I mean, I 
Listen, I'm not talking. I'm not going to talk about like awards and who won what because, honest to God, that's not why I watched the Grammys. One of the things I love about the Grammys is because I don't listen to pop music and pop radio all year. I don't really know what else is popular. I maybe have heard names and uh, haven't seen a lot of them. So one of those things that's cool for me is I'm getting to listen to music I would never otherwise seek out, and some stuff I do like also. It feels really like the best of many worlds. Well, I'm disappointed that we're not going to talk about who won and what because I'd like to have opinions about that. Oh, I can pull that, that up. completely unformed and on the fly. <clears throat> um, Grammy winners 2021. I do agree from a production standpoint, productions are typically better when you don't have to consider the location of the audience. Yeah. Um, or the perspective of the audience being static. Uh mm-hmm. And so just with the, the audience being on the other end of whatever camera lenses there are, lenses plural, I mean, that makes production a lot more flexible um, and makes room for a lot more creativity. So I think that's kind yeah. of neat. I, I could see that being a, a, one of the, the few bonuses that come with the territory of a mid-COVID production. Yeah. Yeah, the the other thing I I think a lot of people think about the Grammys is that like these awards don't matter and it's dumb and it's not oh, like on the polls. Oh, we agree on something. I was I was prepped to fight about that. Right? Okay. These these they need a lot more transparency about who's getting nominated for sure and who I'm sorry who's doing the nominating because yeah, I think the nominating often seems uh pretty out of touch. I feel like they definitely focused in on problem areas before. So, you know, they were like, "Oh, women make rock music. We should listen to this. Oh, it did really well. We should nominate them." Like like it just it in the past it's been so bad. This year it felt better, but I still think there's a long way to go. And of course, let's talk about this record of the year thing that none of our listeners are really going to give a hoot about. But uh, record of the year, uh, you have Black Parade by Beyonce. Do you have an opinion on that song? Nope. Okay. I do not. <laughs> Colors by Black Puma. It's such a perfectly nice song. Uh, Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. I heard it. Didn't care for it. Say So by Doja Cat. Um, da, 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 no, thanks. Uh, Billie Eilish, of course. Dua Lipa, which I actually quite like. I, I've seen Dua Lipa on a few shows and I just think it's so, such fun disco. I saw her do Saturday, Saturday Night Live and I thought, I think it was a neat sound. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I, I didn't find fault in it. Um, Circles by Post Malone, which I think is a perfectly nice song. And then Savage by Megan the Stallion featuring Beyonce. That's a great song. That really should have won. Yeah, that no, that's a, that's legitimately just a phenomenal record. Yeah, and it was huge. Mm-hmm. And look at all how many of these people were on the Grammys. The baby was on the I mean, I mean the SNL. The baby was on SNL. Dua Lipa. No, Savage is one of those Stallion. tracks that, like, when it comes mm-hmm. out of the car when Wilson and I are driving around, like, let's crank that up and uh, yeah, um, embarrass ourselves. In front of an audience of no one, hopefully. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, album of the year, the winner there was Taylor Swift for Folk Life, uh, beating out. 
Oh gosh, I don't even know this first one. I'm going to be honest. Um, the Black Pumas, <laughs> which yep. they they were nominated for their the Lux version of their record, which Steve from Sixty Cycle Hum pointed out was weird. That is weird. But the original record would have come out like just months before um, the cutoff. And gotcha. Then that's not a lot of time for them to like get uh, on radars. Well, so. I call that their fault for not wanting to win a Grammy enough. Um, Haim, I, li- I liked the, the Haim record enough. Dua Lipa, I frankly thought should have won. The, t- the Folklore by t- Taylor Swift is a great record. It is. That's also just a great record. I think that contextually within sorry, that was this year. Album. Just- album. Must say album. We are yeah. record of the yes, year was album. Billie Eilish. Yes. Uh, No, so no. I, I think contextually speaking, uh, folklore just spoke to on a deep level. I feel I can't believe I've grown up into that person that's saying nice things about. Because as a kid, Swift. I really I resented Taylor Swift because that's what the girls at the playground listened to. Yeah, and that's I, I can't pro- knock it. It's yeah. a, it's a great album for this year. No, yeah, I think so, and I think it, no getting around that. It's some of her strongest songwriting, and I. I think Dua Lipa should have won. I don't think it's her best record. I don't think it's her best album, but I think it's a good album. I think it's pretty stunning that the person who did like 1989 did that, like, and then the person who did, you know, whatever record she came out with when she was a teenager. It's really remarkable growth. Yeah. It's certainly showing off an artistic range, which I think even the, the snobbiest of folks can't push back on. Yeah. Uh, Megan the Stallion probably rightly won best new artist. I would have put, um, Phoebe Bridgers at number, number two for that. But, uh, yeah. Like a, a distant two, frankly. Sorry, Phoebe. Yeah. It was, it was good. Like Phoebe's great, but Megan, I, I don't know how you compete with that. How do you, it's just like, I don't know. That seems like a no brainer. No, man, man, I was really like, expecting to disagree with some of these more. <laughs> With me? Because we both no oh, no, no just the, the, just the disagree with the list. Uh, best pop vocal performance. The nominees were "Yummy" by Justin Bieber, which I think is the worst song of the year. "Say So" by Doja yeah. Cat, which is I not not for me. Everything I wanted, Billie Eilish. "Don't Start Now" yeah. by Dua Lipa, which you know I like a lot. Mm-hmm. "Watermelon Sugar" by Harry Styles and "Cardigan" by Taylor Swift. I think Harry Styles was the right answer there. Really? Yeah. I really like that song and the performance of it. I also like what that song is about. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, oh. I, I didn't care for it personally, um, but you know, I it, think it's, it took, it's a it's a bop. To quote Hagrid, "You're a pop star, Harry." Um. So, uh, what do you think should have won, Taylor Swift, or "Don't Start Now," or "Yummy" by Justin Bieber? <laughs> No, Justin's recent tracks are kind of in that awkward quasi Christian sort of not as committal as not as committal as Kanye went with the with the whole shtick. Um Let me just say that watermelon sugar is literally about Cunnilingus and yummy sounds grosser. Like it sounds more profane. <laughs> I mean you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> Well, okay, but his stash really isn't helping the interpretation of any no, of his it's new not. songs. Oh my god. 
We got to Okay, um I don't have an opinion on best pop duo. Only I know that the BTS fans are very upset about it. Traditional pop, not going to affair. Oh, Rufus Wainwright was nominated. I love Rufus Wainwright. Renee Zell. Oh, her soundtrack. Okay. Um, gosh, sorry. I got to find something like rock or something. Best rock performance. The winner was Shamika by Fiona Apple. The other nominees were Not by Big Thief, Kyoto by Phoebe Bridgers, The Steps by Haim, Stay High by Bernie Howard, and Daylight by Grace Potter. I would not have known what to vote for in this category. They are three of my favorite songs of the year, a song I like, and two songs I like very much, and then one I haven't heard. <laughs> and now it's time for Boma Opinions with Andrew. Uh, oh no! <laughs> why were all these women nominated? <laughs> Couldn't they find some? Uh, why? Well, maybe men want to get nominated for best rock performance. They need to make better sure. music. They need the men need to step no, up. No, it's, so it's not about the quality of the music. I just I I think about those tracks, and mm. I don't think rock. <gasps> I, I there I said rock, it. You think of hard rock? Yeah, you but don't like think that's... the steps is a rock song. What do you think it is? Pop. You don't think Stay High by Brittany Howard is a rock song? Why? Indie. Indie rock? It's indie. Have you heard Not by Big... Listen, dude, rock music isn't exactly on top of the freaking top 40 charts right now. This is... (laughs) These are the best rock songs. Just because literally none of them got played on major radio doesn't mean they're not good. <laughs> or the no, 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 no! I'm not speaking to the quality. I, I'm not speaking to the quality. And this is the controversy <laughs> I came to this episode for. Uh, I'm not talking about quality here. They're all fine songs. I have no beef with the song material themselves. I just, I guess, I find myself. And this is probably a recurring theme since you don't believe grunge exists, and so therefore my opinion probably it doesn't exist. Valid here. I was so embarrassed when you said that in front of the drummer from Mother Love Bone. <laughs> I guess uh, my question is: I'm listening. Think about that song set, and I just wonder. None of that registers in my head is what I imagine like rock as a genre. I would all I would bucket those into separate buckets altogether. Those all fall under indie and pop kind of type records for me. How can there's indie's not a genre? Indie's not a genre. Indie just means indie just means. Pro capitalism, truly, it means pro competition. Well, like that is not, no, absolutely not. It, it listen. The only th- reason you don't think "Not" by Big Thief is a rock song because it's by Big Thief. The only reason you think "Kyoto" by Phoebe Bridges isn't a rock song is because it's by Phoebe Bridges and she's a little folky. I have no friggin' clue why you don't think a ham song is. I, I just. It's, it's, it's why. You know, why don't you think I, I think this is the part of the show where I, I circle back to where we opened up with talking about things that dad say. And I, you know, I can't be upset with those graphics anymore. <clears throat> that kind of bucket me into the, uh, the, the classic dad category. I, I'm not saying How I'm right Stay here. High by Brittany Howard, not a rock song. So I, I do want to caveat this a little bit. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying these are the questions that now are going through my head, and I'm not sure what to do with that. So just, rock is so vast. It's not just the hard stuff. It is they vast. Have, they have more specific categories for the hard stuff, but like – Okay. Let's read the category from the hard stuff, I suppose. Best metal performance. Bum metal is not rock. by Body Count, Under Oath by Code Orange, Blood Money by Poppy – 
Your cat put out a metal record? All right. Are you okay? No, I, I'm fine. I'm just soaking that in. What, that your cat put out a metal record? Yes, I'm or actually that, insanely jealous. Or that met, you said that metal isn't rock. Okay. Best rock song, Kyoto. Okay, metal is its Lost own separate. Lost by Tame Impala, Not by Big Thief, Shamika by Fiona Apple, and Stay High by Brittany Howard. Would you call Tame Impala a rock band? No, they're tame. They're like they're like sugar pop, but like with real instruments. Best rock album: A Hero's Death by Fontaine's DC, Kiwanaka by Michael Kiwanaka, Kiwanaka, Kiwanuka. God, Kiwanuka. I've said that a hundred times because my husband's a big fan. Why? Uh, Daylight by Grace Potter, Sound and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. A country performer nominated in the rock category, and then the Strokes, and the Strokes won that category. Well, Are the, the Strokes sto- rock? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, well, I mean, the Strokes are rock, so of course they win. Sergio Simpson getting nominated throws me. A little they're, bit they're they're rockish. Okay, alternative. Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple, and that was the winner. Hyperspace yep. Beck, Punisher, Phoebe Bridgers, Jamie, Brittany Howard, The Slow Rush, Tame Impala. The nominating committee bought 10 records last year, that in the, and someone told them they were all rock. These are the rock albums. Right. Like, um, a couple of those I see as alternative, a couple of those I see as more, like, indie folksy kind of, I don't know. Okay, then you got you got. What do you think is rock? Because everything except for the stroke so far, you've been like, it's the <laughs> subcategory underneath rock, which is rock. No. It's if ospreys, ospreys and hawks are both birds of prey, but they a bird of prey is not necessarily an osprey, osprey or a hawk. That's your eagle. go-to analogy for explaining rock and roll. I mean, I feel like that was pretty rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's just like it's like this bird of prey, bro. They got like these talons, and uh, that sounds pretty um, pretty rock, right? Eagles well, of death metal voice, are the Eagles of death metal rock? Yes, mm-hmm. but, but decidedly and you think not. That big, death and you metal. think that not by Big Thief isn't rock? Have you heard it? I might be thinking of a different track. I might have to listen to that again. Okay. Listeners, if you think <laughs> if you think that not by Big Thief is a rock song, let us know in the comments. Yes, actually, let us know in the comments. <laughs> post an Instagram story telling Andrew that Big Thief's not is a rock song. Tag us and I'll reshare it. <laughs> that that that's valid. That's fair. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm okay Make a with video that. I'm okay saying to- Andrew. Not by Big Thief is a rock song. All right. So here's the part where I take a deep breath. Breathe out. And now I say, okay, cool. I I said what I said, and I'm probably going to get dragged for it, and I'm okay with that. Worth it for the controversy. Let's go. All right. What else I got? Country, some Vince Gill winners, some Dan and Shay winners. Oh, sure. Brandy Carlisle. There she is. Uh, best country song for uh, her song that she wrote 
with Natalie Hembree, who's also in The High Women, and Lori McKenna for The High Women. You know, I just love that Maren Morris. She's in The High Women. Oh, The Bones by Maren Morris was nominated. Isn't that the song I was telling y'all about the other day? I believe I so. When the bones are good. Um, oh, Best Country Album, Brandy Clark was nominated. She did not win. Miranda Lambert did. She used to date a friend of mine. <clears throat> oh, should I get into the New Age categories? Oh, there's only one New Age category. <laughs> so oh, they have no. a whole they have a whole cat they have a whole like section that just says New Age and then there's one category underneath it and you're like Right, that's where we kind of just put everything we don't know to do with. Like, I don't know, it's a, I don't know, Steve Vai, New Age. We'll just call it that. That's fine. You know, the Dewey at Decibel System uh, is racist. <laughs> because, well, it's That it has, does not surprise me. Its religion section is Christianity and other. <laughs> that's not racist. Uh, well, it's a little. That's not about race. It's, no, it's it's not inclusive. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably fairly of- rooted in white supremacy, but yeah. it's not necessarily like. I mean, if it's rooted in white supremacy, is it not? That, but that's the thing. There's not a word for that. Like, if you, if someone says that they don't they don't like Muslims or Jewish people, you would say that's racist, wouldn't you? Or it's bigoted. It's bigoted. Let's go with bigoted. Well, we call that Islamophobia. But we do, and we call it a little bit different than xenophobia. So there are specific phobias and isms against specific religions, but this is every other religion, as it is Christianity and other. Yeah, but Christianity is not necessarily tied into any one. It is a global religion. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, is that. Who, I'm just who, saying. Y'all just kind of make, you push, you get pushing it. I mean, yeah, it was in. definitely like, you know, kind well, of at the center of colonialism. Yep. Um, <laughs> that belongs oh. in a museum. <laughs> oh. Jazz, um, best improvised solo chick, Korea. Korea? Oh, that's. She just died. That breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He passed away recently, yeah. which made me very sad. Randy Carlyle did the uh, John Prine tribute at the Grammys. It was really beautiful. Should watch that. <clears throat> Man, Chica. I'm going to do something really voice. terrible. I smell pizza and I'm really hungry. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for understanding. Until my next name time, is Andrew. And my name is Emily. And Andrew's going to get himself some pizza. Goodbye. Indeed. Bye. Bye.